Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Rus Perak 4, Ruth 4. We finished the last chapter after we had read about the uh, dangerous and uh, sneaky stunt that Naomi had Ruth pull in the middle of the night. She had Ruth sneak up on Boaz in the middle of the night, sleeping in the field. We learned that Boaz respected her, did not take advantage of her. We learned that Boaz made a promise to Ruth that he would marry her and he would do it in a respectable way, in a way that would restore her family's uh, dignity, her family's um, uh, wealth, her family's property, and continue the family line that unfortunately almost got completely snuffed out when, um, when Elimelech and Machlon and Kilion all died back in Moab. And that Boaz uh, would be the husband that would would um, continue to build uh, that family name. So, and at the end, Naomi had promised, had told Ruth, "You've done your job. Sit back and wait and watch. Boaz will fulfill his promise. He's an honorable man, and he'll do it soon, immediately." Sure enough, we start today and find that this is exactly what happened. Immediately, when upon waking in the morning, we'll start with verse one, chapter four. Uvoaz Allah Hashar and Boaz went up to the gate. The, gate. the city gate is traditionally where all of the big meetings and and all of the the um, the uh, city uh, all you know uh, the city business was taken care of. The elders would meet there. The uh, courts would meet there in the in the shar, the gate of the city. So Vayeshev Shamani sat in the gate. and behold, Hagoel over. He knew that he would meet this Goel, the Goel that, remember he said that before redeeming Ruth, he would need to make sure that there was a family member who was closer related to Elimelech, who had first rights to um, redeem the property and to marry Ruth. Um, and Boaz needed to find out if he was willing to do it first. So this person... Uh, apparently, you know, Boaz knew that he would be passing by the gate in his usual daily business during this time of year. And if bald, he was walking past the gate. I shared Diber Boaz, the person who Boaz had been referring to. Mayomer, and he said, Sura Shivapo Ploni Almoni Come sit here next to me because we got some business to discuss. And he calls him, by, rather than using his name, he says, Ploni Almoni, so and so. Ploni Almoni is. Simply a, way, a random way of saying, you know, Yuhu. It doesn't actually name this person um, in the text. Uh, uh, various traditions give this person a name, but in the text here, we have no name for this person, just that he's a random guy. So he turned towards um, Boaz and he sat next to him in the gate. And then, in order to make this an official deal so that everyone should know and everyone should be aware of what's going on and that whatever deal is made and signed will be witnessed, he took 10 men from the elders of the city, respectable people, and he told them all to sit there by when they sat down. So Boaz got together everyone that he needs. And he said to this redeemer, this other person who was a closer relative to Elimelech, than Boaz was. It's not clear exactly what Boaz's relationship to Elimelech was, um, and it's not clear what this Goel's was, but let's assume maybe this Goel was Elimelech's brother and Boaz is a cousin. I mean, we don't know from the verses themselves exactly what the relationships were. 
And he said to him as follows, the, That portion of the field, which used to be owned by our brother, Elimelech. Right? Naomi, the wife, sold it. Remember, but in other words, Elimelech and Naomi left and abandoned Israel, and they sold their property when they left. So someone else bought it. And as we know from the Torah, it is a mitzvah. It is incumbent upon the closest relatives to redeem a field that was sold out of financial desperation, to redeem it and bring it back into the family. Naomi had sold it, right? In other words, Naomi would have been the, the inheritor. Naomi was Elimelech's wife. She would have inherited it from him, um, uh, being that the sons are dead too. So she would be the one who would own it. However, it's sold and it's now in the hands of someone else. Hashava Mistei Moab, that Naomi who just came back from the fields of Moab. Vani Amarti, and I said, Egle Oznuchalemar, I will reveal this matter to you. In other words, I'll tell you about it and say as follows Kine Neget Hayoshvim, you go ahead and if you have the money, right, go ahead and buy it in front of all of these people sitting here, Veneget Zikneami, in front of the elders of our nation. If you would like to redeem the field, then go ahead and redeem it. But if you do not redeem the field, tell me, and then I will know, because there is no one else besides you to redeem it. I would be the next in line after you. And he said, sure, I got the cash. I'll buy the field and redeem it, bring it back into the family. Bayomar Boaz and Boaz said, Biyom Naomi, when you buy this field from Naomi, it sounds like he's saying he's buying it from Naomi. He's not actually buying it from Naomi. He's actually buying it from the um from the purchaser and restoring it to Naomi's family name. and from her daughter-in-law Ruth the Moabite, who is part of that family as well. Also, konisa. then you also will have purchased along with the field the obligation to marry Ruth in order to, because Ruth is the one who will be able to continue the family line. And by marrying her, you can raise a family with her and then that field would be restored to the family. So that the name of the person who had passed on, Elimelech and his sons, will then be continued, that property will continue within the family within which it's rightfully owned. When the Goel heard that not only does he have to buy a field, but also it comes along with the obligation to marry this foreign woman, um, he wasn't interested. He wasn't interested in marrying this foreigner, this stranger, <coughs> just some random girl and taking upon himself that obligation too. So he said, Lo uchal You know, I'm not really able to redeem it. Because it's too much, too expensive, too much money. If I bought all this stuff and I had the responsibility of taking care of her, I would, um, I would ruin my own estate. I, I, it's just too much for me to handle. You go ahead and redeem that which I should have redeemed. Because I can't. He says that he can't, although it sounds much more like he's just not willing to marry her. Um, uh, you know, and we can, it's hard to impute 
what exactly his intention was, but this is what he said. Another exactly what, why he didn't. It's assumed that he didn't because he didn't want to marry a Moabite woman, but uh, that's not written in the text explicitly. Israel, and it happens to be that when a deal was made in with among the Jewish people, this has always it has been this way for a long time. When someone is is redeeming a field or buying something or exchanging something in some kind of a barter or a trade, called in order to establish something and make it official. They had this custom, Shalaf Ishna Alo, each person would take off of his shoe and hand it to the other one as a sign that we're sealing the deal. Uh, nowadays that would be like a handshake. This is what the custom was then. This was the practice, this was the way it was done in Israel. The Redeemer said to Boaz, you go ahead and buy it by Alo. And they he took off his shoe and they exchanged shoes, which was um which was um, uh, sealed the deal. And Boaz made an announcement to all of the elders that had gathered there and all of the people that were standing around. All of you are witnesses. I have now purchased everything that belonged to Elimelech and everything that had been, would have been transferred from Elimelech to his sons, and now it was inherited by Naomi, their mother and, and Elimelech's wife. I have now purchased it from Naomi because I have paid for it and bought it back from the whoever it was that, that had bought the field. Vigam et Rus and also the Moabite woman Rus, Eshet Machlon, who was the wife of Machlon. And this is the first time we found out that Rus was the one who married Machlon, while Orpah, the other... Uh, Moabite woman who did not accompany Naomi, um, she must have been the wife of Kilion. Kanisi Lila Isha, I have also purchased her, so to speak, or actually Kanisi here would better be translated as acquired her for me as a wife. In order to reestablish the name of the, the a family name of the one who's, who passed away. Uh, the one who passed away on his inheritance. And the name of the person who had died, in this case it would be Machlon, will not be cut off from among his brothers and from the um, gate of his hometown. It will always be remembered that this was their family property. And whoever child comes from Ruth will inherit this property and keep it within the family. You are all witness today. And all of the people that were gathered around, Biazakanim and the elders that he had gathered, Edim, the ones who were witnesses, they said as follows. May God give this give this woman and make this woman who is the one who is joining you in your home. Let her be like our the, the matriarchs, Rachel and Leah, Asher that the two of them were the ones that built the entire house of Israel. And let her become a mother who also builds the house of Israel. And let let um let let her and you, the family, be be a family of valor and prosperous in Ephrat, in the area of Ephrat, Ukrashem 
and 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 that the name will be called out by Beit Lechem in Bethlehem. Ephrat, remember, was the region within which Beit Lechem was um, was located. We mentioned that earlier on when we called Machlon and Kilion Ephratim from the region of Ephrat. And may your house be like the house of Peretz. Peretz was the son of Yehuda, Asher Yolda Tamar Yehuda, the one who Tamar gave birth to for Yehuda, Tamar in Yehuda. The story of Tamar and Yehuda is recorded in Genesis. Um, Tamar was his daughter-in-law who, who dressed up as a, um, as a harlot. And, and Yehuda ended up having relations with her and had twins. One of those twins was Peretz. Peretz was the, as we'll see in a moment, was the ancestor of, of, of Boaz. So they wished him to be like the house of Peretz. Min hazera asher Your house should be like the house of Peretz from the children that God should give you from this woman. So they blessed his, um, his, his union with Rus the Moabite and blessed her to be like one of the matriarchs. And they accepted her even though she was a foreigner and a Moabite. And not only did they bless her, but they said that she should be just like Rachel and Leah were. And just like Peretz came from Tamar and Yehuda. Of note, it is important to note that all three of the women who were, um, were mentioned here were very similar to Ruth, to Ruth in, a, in one very important way. Rachel and Leah both came from a family outside of the sphere of what was then the Jewish people in its early days. Rachel and Leah both came from the house of Lavan, who though he was a cousin of, of uh, a cousin to, to Yaakov, he was still um, a foreigner. He was not a member of the Jewish people. In fact, he was a significant enemy. And however, his daughters were brought under the fold by uh, and his daughters were righteous, and his daughters became the matriarchs of the Jewish people. And so too Tamar, in the story of Judah, Tamar was a Canaanite woman who Yehuda married off to his sons, and they ended up dying. And Tamar also ended up joining the Jewish people from the outside. She was not one of, the, one of us, so to speak. And so too their comparing Rus should be like them, just like they came from the outside righteously joined the Jewish people and became matriarchs and became builders of the Jewish people, so too shall be Rus. Vayikach Boaz es Rus, and Boaz took Ruth vatihilo leishan, she was a wife for him, by Avoila, and he slept with her, um, and he lived with her, and, and um, uh, by Avoila is just a nice way of saying that they, that they cohabited together. And God made her, made her pregnant and she gave birth to a son. And the women said to Naomi, Naomi who now is able to see her family getting reestablished upon the land, upon her property, has finally been redeemed after all of the suffering that she had went through. And they told her, Baruch Adonai, blessed is God, that he has not kept a redeemer from you. He has brought a redeemer into your life. The Koreshim will be Israel, and may his name be called in Israel as follows. Uh, and, and may he have a name in, in Israel. May he have a name and a reputation that's perpetuated in Israel. And he should be someone who restores your soul, brings you some happiness. And, and in your old age, give you something to enjoy. 
Ahevatech, and because your daughter-in-law, who loves you, Hiladatu gave birth to him. Because this daughter-in-law of yours is better for you, than seven sons. Your sons are gone. Um, they remained in Moab. They became assimilated into Moab. They were not interested in being part of the Jewish people. But this woman, she brought you back to God. She brought you back to your people, brought you back to your nation, brought you back to your family. She is better than even if you had seven sons. And she will establish a family of renown in Israel. And Nami took the boy, and put him on her lap. And she became like his nursemaid, like she, she raised him for Rus. She was a very loving grandmother. And the um, women gave him a name as they said as follows, Yulad bein l'na'ami. It's like Naomi now has a son. Batikrena shmo Oved. And they named him, the women gave him a name, Oved. They called him Oved. Oved means a servant, a servant of God. That um, the son of Ruth is now a servant of God and that was his name. Hu avi Shai Oved was the father of Yishai, Jesse, Avi David, who was the father of David. And then the, the, the last four verses give us a little bit of a, um, of, a, of a genealogy. Remember, Yehuda married Tamar, who gave birth to Peretz, right? Was one of the twins. Ve'ela told those Peretz. These are the children of Peretz. Peretz holid as Chetzron. Peretz had a son whose name was Chetzron. The Chetzron holid as Ram. Chetzron had a son whose name was Ram. The Ram holidet Aminadav, and Ram had a son whose name was Aminadav. The Aminadav holidet Nachshon, and Aminadav had a son whose name was Nachshon. The Nachshon holidet Salmon, and Nachshon had a son whose name was Salmon. The Salmon holidet Boaz, and Salmon had a son whose name was Boaz. He's the Boaz, the hero of our story. Who Boaz holidet Oved, and Boaz had a child who we just learned about. His name was Oved. The Oved holidet Ishai, and Oved had a son whose name was Ishai Jesse, and we know whose son. Who, what his son's name was, Yishai, who lived at David, and Yishai was the father of David, who eventually became the founder of the house of David, the kings of the Jewish people, who descended from Ruth, who was started, who started off as a stranger, a foreigner, someone who chose to become part of the Jewish people and follow her mother-in-law, even at the most destitute and desperate of times, she became one of the matriarchs. Thank you so much for studying Ruth with, with me here. I, um, looking forward to studying more and more books of the prophets. Um, and have a wonderful day.